0: It's time for the January 12, 2024 edition of Weekly Signal's Weekly Review, a personal recollection of the last 168 hours of history, broadcasting on National Pharmacist Day from the University of California at Irvine on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And as always, if taken orally, may cause drowsiness, dizziness, hypertension, or skin irritation. Mahler, the deep fake news dog. There he is. Hi, Mahler. Hey, Mahler. Good boy. Good. Yeah, good boy. Today we'll be talking about feral peacocks, mm. bad dogs, a whale Fibonacci. Oh, yeah, Mahler, do bad dogs dark fleets the sacredness of the moon beat perception and so much more but first from the american dialect society the american dialect society in its 34th annual words of the year vote selected in as the word of the year for excuse what and shitification. Okay.
1: I can't wait to hear the rest of this. Story. As the word of the year for yeah. 2023. Okay.
0: The term and shitification became popular in 2023 after it was used in a blog post by author Corey Doctorow, who used it to describe how digital platforms can become worse and worse <laughs> and worse. Here's how platforms die, he wrote. First, they are good to their users. Then they abuse their users to make things better for their business customers. Finally, they abuse those business customers to claw back all the value for themselves. Then they die, and I call this inshittification. I think all of American business has experienced inshittification in in a lot of ways.
1: And I say this, ironically, successful businesses, this is really uh, almost uh, a standard model for what what you're describing
0: so yeah, yeah yeah in a companion vote sibling organization the American Name Society selected Gaza and Barbie as names of the year for 2023 mm-hmm. and walking away with the American Dialect Society's euphemism of the year award was structurally restrictive housing which is another way of saying solitary confinement oh yeah that at least according to the New York City Department of Correction that's where that came well, from. That's clever. Yeah. I'm... Disturbingly clever. Structurally restrictive housing. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. And that's for real. Yeah, right? that is that's for not, real. They're not being jokesters there.
1: Yeah. By the way, Nathan, I need to get out more because the inshittification is the first time I've heard that word. So thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I hadn't heard of it either. Okay. So I was very pleased. Yeah. A new word that I can use yeah. is like a gift from God. It is. Runner-ups for the Euphemism of the Year Award include artificial intelligence, meaning computerized simulation of human intelligence that's not actually intelligent, effective altruism, meaning movement ostensibly to benefit humanity used as an excuse for spending other people's money, Freebird, an alternative to Empty Nester, promoted by Gwyneth Paltrow, and stenographer, meaning a journalist seen as uncritically reporting statements made by officials and others in power, which is pretty much almost all journalists these days. It is. If, at least yeah. the ones that work for the L.A. Times.
1: Or if you're on network television, that's, oh, that's pretty much. That especially. Yeah, especially.
0: They get a press release and they yeah. just yeah. simply uh, run with it. Yeah.
1: Mahler yeah. would never do anything like that. No. Yeah. <laughs> Good boy. Well, he would run with it. Yeah, he was, yeah, but in a different <laughs> but way. But in a whole different kind of way, yeah.
0: yeah. He, he loves that kind of running, don't you, Molly, huh? How many, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: How, many of I, how many times have I said to Mark, give me the story
0: back, give me the story back, <laughs> yeah. come on. Every week. From Alaska Public Media, the United States grew by one million square kilometers. I bet you didn't know that. I'm, I'm afraid I know why, but, okay, go ahead. The equivalent on of me. nearly 60% of Alaska's land mass. Oh. The U.S. No, no, it's, it it's actually okay. just fine. The U.S. State Department's enlarged the country's geography, no. citing international law by defining how far under the sea the continental shelf extends. Okay. The new additions are spread across seven areas of ocean, and more than half of the claim is in the Arctic, which makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. We're claiming Arctic Ocean yeah. for our own. I'm
1: sure for oil and drilling rights as well. Uh, but you know, yeah. the thing I thought you were going to say, and you probably knew, that was uh, that was that the as the waters change, as as sea levels rise, different mm-hmm. parts of the world are becoming more or less
0: accessible. I thought that's yeah. where that was going. So. It took multi-agency fieldwork spanning 20 years for scientists to gather data about the shape of the seafloor and measuring sediment layers. The declaration of the extended continental shelf beyond 200 miles from shore doesn't include jurisdiction over the water column or fishing rights. Mm-hmm. So we don't get that. Yeah. Still, it gives the federal government control over the seafloor and any valuable resources, oil, that can be mined from it, as well as the right to say who can conduct research or lay pipelines across it.
1: And to that point, one of the most depressing stories of the year for me was a documentary actually that I saw about deep sea mining and these machines that have been developed to essentially scour the ocean floor, looking for particular kinds of precious metal and they're just wiping out huge swaths yeah. of the ecosystem um, at deep levels. And the kind of levels that we won't know the impact of it for probably a, quite a long time. And it will probably be irreversible when we do.
0: Well, at least on our uh, continental shelf, yeah. it'll now be monitored because it's yeah. part of the okay. U.S. So that that okay. is a plus there. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a practitioner of effective altruism or just a person with... Extra cash on hand? May I recommend a donation to KUCI because we deserve it. Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial free, free form, free speech radio, KUCI 88.9 FM. Yeah, KUCI, mother. From the messenger, feral peacocks. That'd be a good name, I think, for a character actor. Yeah. yeah. Feral peacock. And you think? I mean, I can imagine in the yeah. '40s, you know, yeah, yeah yeah. star of stage and screen: feral yeah. peacock. Yeah. Doodles Weaver and feral peacock in. Feral peacocks in Heathwood, Texas are stalking a neighborhood, smashing into cars, tearing up roofs, breaking windows and chasing children. When they're not wreaking havoc, they hide in neighborhood trees, atop homes, screeching. You know how peacocks go you ever been around them actually i was just gonna say my good friend alberto
1: yeah. his property two acres of property up there in the northern california is awash is overrun with peacocks to his undying dismay now his wife loves them and about once or twice a year they go into mating season well that's when they go and crazy. the squawking is on you almost can't hear yourself. It's a
0: screech more than a squawk. It is a yeah. screech, yeah. yeah.
1: And I've been there when they have been getting busy and it's so funny to watch the male as they put their plumage out uh-huh. and the females just start wailing and screaming and everybody's screaming. Yeah. And yeah. Well I do. Yeah, I do too. And by the way, for any of you interested in peacock porn, the act lasts about a minute. Yeah. It's very quick. So you could get that in a commercial break. You could. Yeah. You could actually, we could have a whole sponsored by peacock
0: porn and you would, one minute, it'd be plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. So the peacocks are more aggressive due to inbreeding down there in Heathwood, Texas. They all come from a single once captive flock and Houston's climate, which is creating a never ending mating season. So (laughs) that's what's going on there in Houston. The mating season Aggression has the birds attacking their reflections in vehicles and windows, which leads to much of the damage. From NBC Houston. Pair of stray dogs were caught on video, causing more than a quarter of a million dollars worth of damage at a Houston car dealership. Mm. Both dogs, one described as a bull terrier and the second, whose breed was not immediately known, are being held by the Houston Animal Control Shelter. The dogs were captured on surveillance video scratching the paint and tearing the bumpers off of vehicles in a lot of G motors. They caused an estimated $350,000 in damage. The first dog to be captured, named Dasher, has been deemed healthy, shows no sign of aggression, and is adoptable. An animal control person said, but the other dog is still being evaluated. Yeah, you, you are. Watch it. He's <laughs> not happy either. And from IFL Science Extraordinary drone footage filmed in Antarctica shows two humpback whales creating the perfect bubble net and Fibonacci spiral. The bubble net feeding technique involves the whales diving below their prey, then using bubbles created from their blowholes to trap the fish closer to the surface of the water. Oh. So they're under them, yeah. and they blow these bubbles in a pattern to create almost like a net. The uh, behavior is highly complex, involving timing, coordination, communication, and teamwork, and highlights their intelligence. What's remarkable is that the whale's bubble pattern net match that of a perfect Fibonacci spiral, also known as the golden spiral. Mm -hmm. In geometry, it's a spiral that grows by a factor of 1.618, known as the golden ratio for every turn the spiral makes. Mm -hmm. It appears to be a common occurrence in nature, in pine cones, seashells, spiral galaxies, hurricanes, DNA molecules, and many fruits and vegetables. (laughs) So these uh, whales, I don't know, they're tuning in to Fibonacci. Yeah. And from Scientific American. In the last few years, scientists have recorded rivers and streams in pristine regions of Alaska that are as acidic as vinegar and have levels of electrical conductivity, an indicator of dissolved metals or minerals, similar to industrial wastewater. Mm. These are just streams in Alaska out in the wilderness. Plus, the waterways are turning orange. Scientists agree that climate change is behind the changes, but aren't yet sure precisely how. The first possible explanation is that thawing permafrost allows bacteria to reduce iron, which is soluble in water. Once in the water, the reduced iron can be oxidized, turning bright orange. The second possibility is that the permafrost thaw lets iron leach out of the bedrock for the first time in thousands of years. The metal gets oxidized in streams and rivers, turning the water orange. Iron in the water suffocates the invertebrates that fish feed on, and iron and other metals hinder fish respiration. Salmon in particular, are keystone species in the rivers of Alaska and their health directly impacts many of the other living organisms in the ecosystems they occupy. So that's not a good thing for Alaska (laughs) right now. They've gone it through enough with all the climate change and the melting and changing of their shorelines and the people that live there trying to figure out what they're going to do as far as fishing goes too, because a lot of the fish that would normally be there are, are leaving.
1: And we can't let our current president off the hook here. He did okay or said, go ahead and start an oil exploration project that is just right at the edge of the Arctic Circle, upsetting a lot of people, and myself included. So uh,
0: there's a lot of blame to go around. And stop driving your goddamn cars. Yeah. Burning oil. <laughs> From the Washington Post. People are swallowing hundreds of thousands of microscopic pieces of plastic each time they drink a liter of bottled water. Scientists have shown a revelation that could have profound implications for human health. That's a good news, huh? Yeah. We get uh, lots of nanoplastics. I saw this. A door new door. paper in the proceedings of the National Academy of Scientists found about 240,000 particles in the average liter of bottled water most of which were nanoplastics, particles measuring less than one micrometer, less than one seventieth the width of a human hair. Yep. For the past several years, scientists have been looking for microplastics or pieces of plastic that range from one micrometer to half a centimeter in length and found them almost everywhere. The tiny shards of plastic have been uncovered in the deepest depth of the ocean, in the frigid recesses of Antarctic sea ice, and in the human placenta. They spill out of laundry machines and hide in soils and wildlife. Microplastics are also in the food we eat and the water we drink. In 2018, scientists discovered that a single bottle of water contained on average 325 pieces of microplastics. But researchers at Columbia University have now identified the extent to which nanoplastics also pose a threat. Whatever microplastic is doing to human health, I will say nanoplastics are going to be more dangerous, oh one God. of the authors of the new paper said. A of really happy news today, Mike.
1: No, it isn't. And um, I don't think we can uninshitify this.
0: It's baked into the cake now. Well, it's the inshittification of the globe right now. It is, yeah. From Smithsonian For the first time ever, researchers have created a global map of human activity in the oceans and on coastlines. By harnessing satellite imagery, GPS data, and artificial intelligence, the team uncovered rampant unregulated activity on the high seas, including untracked fishing vessels and a spike in offshore energy development. Crucially, the researchers found that between 72 and 76 percent of the world's industrial fishing vessels are not being publicly tracked and as a result they haven't factored into previous reports on ocean use. This rampant number of dark fleets, so-called because they're not connected to public monitoring systems and navigate undetected, were especially concentrated in waters around South Asia and Africa and they immediately rang alarm bells for the researchers. Public data has previously suggested that the amount of fishing in European and Asian waters was similar. Instead, the new map shows a different story. Of every 10 vessels in the ocean, seven are located off the coast of Asia, while just one is near Europe. In the Mediterranean Sea, previous numbers had shown fishing on the European side to be 10 times greater than that on the African side, but the new study suggests the amount of fishing on both sides is roughly the same. This data can do more than uncover possible illegal fishing. It could also transform environmental conservation efforts by revealing encroachment on protected areas. So in a way, this is good news. It's bad news that we found out about it. It's good news that now we know about it and can do something about it.
1: These are also places for prisoning human trafficking of slave labor, basically. A a lot of these fleets are populated by that. And also, it's become a very convenient and easy way to dispose of people who, in some way or another, are destined to be killed. This is a tip of the iceberg, if you will,
0: on on a lot of other issues that are going to be coming out. Well, then good. Yeah. We know about it now. We can track people a lot better that are doing this. And on one hand, tracking people sounds like you're is invaded, but...
1: No, I just mean... If
0: you're the guy getting dumped into the ocean, yeah. you would appreciate That's exactly someone new about it.
1: happening, and also just human
0: trafficking in general. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us on the web at KUCI.org, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9, on our Tumblr blog at com and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. That's right. From New Science, as the number of climate disasters increase, more people are being forced to flee their homes, especially in Asia. A record 32.6 million internal displacements were associated with disasters in 2022. That's 41% higher than the annual average of the past decade. That means within their country, internal yeah. displacements. It was far more than the 28.3 million people displaced by conflict and violence that same year. In particular, four of the top five countries with the highest number of new internal displacements due to disasters in 2022 were in Asia. Pakistan had the highest number at 8.2 million, followed by the Philippines at 5.5, and China at 3.6 million and the situation is set to get worse. According to a 2021 World Bank report, climate change could force 216 million people across six regions to move within their countries by 2050. South Asia is likely to have the most people displaced by climate change due to the density of its populations and its vulnerability to the effects of climate change. Bangladesh, Pakistan, and Afghanistan are likely to be the most affected. According to the World Economic Forum, 10% to 18% of South Asia's GDP is at risk due to climate disasters. This is about thrice, or three times, the risk North America faces, and 10 times more than Europe. So It sounds like Asia is in for it. You really
1: are, and you, you identified Bangladesh. That's the one I keep hearing about, Pakistan and Afghanistan as I have said, we've talked about it before. I do not know in the coming decades how the nation state in many parts of the world survives. I don't know what happens when you all of a sudden have six million people either at your border or internally displaced. I don't think you can actually deal with that to the degree that you can maintain a civil society.
0: Mobile homes. Floating mobile homes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) From the Guardian. Just before the launch of Peregrine, the privately built moonlander, partially funded by NASA, the mission was being criticized for a portion of its cargo—the ashes of dozens of people receiving space funerals. Oh my God! They sent their their ashes up in space. Yes, yeah, what guess. happened? Yeah. Gene Rodbury. Yeah, that's know, right.
1: That's right. Yeah. Star Trek. By the yeah. way, Nathan Kellan, do you have any aspirations
0: to be put in a
1: tube and shot into space? Is that something? I you know? don't
0: understand what idiocy in the human mind would make that a thing? That's just me. One (laughs) criticism came from the Navajo Nation, America's largest indigenous tribe. The sacredness of the moon is deeply embedded in the spirituality and heritage of many indigenous cultures, including our own. The placement of human remains on the moon is a profound desecration of this celestial body revered by our people bu ningren president of the navajo nation said in a statement before the launch soon after launching the lander encountered an anomaly due to a stuck valve in its propulsion system damaging the spacecraft and causing a significant propellant leak making a soft lunar landing impossible shortly afterward NASA, the U.S. Space Agency, announced the Artemis III mission to land four astronauts near the lunar south pole will be delayed a year until September 2026. Now, as far as I know, no one's picking up on the story, but I think someone should talk to uh, Abu Nye Grin, the president of the Navajo Nation, and ask him if he thinks this was bad karma and that he recognized that yeah. seems like our hubris doomed this that people would actually yeah. spend money and time and resources sending their ashes yeah. to well That's the amazing. moon yeah. and in the navajo nations eyes uh, a uh, a sacred spot in the universe there is something profoundly arrogant about that i think so People will say, oh, no, no, you yeah. know what? What, you guys are spoil sports." But to what I end? I Yeah, what, to what end is exactly... Do you
1: expect somehow that the universe will re-energize your ashes into
0: some living thing? Somehow? No, it's, just, no. it's part of their legacy, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever yeah, the is. hell that means. Yeah. From huh. the Observer, astronomers are warning that an unrestricted rush to exploit the moon could cause irreparable damage to precious scientific sites. Gravitational wave research, black hole observations, studies in pinpoint life on tiny worlds that orbit distant stars, and others' research could be jeopardized, they say. Mm -hmm. For example, a few deep lunar craters have been discovered to have been shrouded in shadow since the moon formed billions of years ago. Sunlight has never reached their floors, and so they are unbelievably cold, probably only a few degrees above absolute zero. Now, absolute zero is the lowest temperature that's theoretically possible, at which the motion of particles that constitute heat would be minimal. Mm. It is zero on the Kelvin scale, equivalent to minus 273.15 degrees centigrade, or minus 459.67 degrees Fahrenheit. That is absolute zero. This low temperature makes these sites scientifically valuable. In fact, last week, we talked about the possibility of freezing and preserving coral on these locations. That's right. Because we're losing it here. We're hoping to cryogenically keep them feasible in the future by freezing them. And that would be a great location because as long as you get it there, you'll have a library or a archive of coral. That
1: sounds vaguely pathetic in a way. Like, we are going to shoot this stuff to the moon in hopes that we can preserve life on this planet. Doesn't that sound oh, it's, desperate? It's, and
0: Well, it sounds perverted. Yeah, I mean, you would think that perhaps we would just take care of this planet yeah. and not have to shoot things into space to and, keep them from dying here. Yeah,
1: and then what happens when some Republican congressman puts a, uh, a hold on the funding because he doesn't want... Trans kids to get health care,
0: or because he's still a climate de- denier. Yeah, because he's still with del- his hair on yeah, fire, exactly under a he's foot still, of water.
1: He—that's perfect. He's still denying climate change. Because... <laughs> okay. Oh
0: God. In addition, it is thought these lightless craters may contain water, in the form of super cold ice that did not evaporate as it did elsewhere on the moon during its early history these sunless seas of ice could reveal precious information about the history of water's arrival, possibly via comets on the moon and on nearby Earth, where it played a key role in the appearance of life. However, craters filled with ice would also be priceless in the eyes of lunar colonizers and would become irresistible targets for companies and astronauts setting up colonies. Yeah, I can imagine Arrowhead and Sparklets up there one of these days. (laughs) You got a colony on the moon, yeah. you need your bottled water Bottom. and your nanoplastic Yeah, exactly. Leech- the perfect
1: leeching. the perfect marriage of corporate lunacy and venalness is putting <laughs> putting lunar frozen lunar water in a bottle for people to run around in their gymnasiums with, holding it up uh-huh. for everyone to see how freaking cool they are.
0: Yeah. I think you should run the advertising. I campaign got it already It's all right yeah. up here. Venal water from Ven- the moon. <laughs> From BBC News, a brand-new substance which could reduce lithium use in batteries has been discovered using artificial intelligence and supercomputing. The findings were made by Microsoft and the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, which is part of the U.S. Department of Energy. Scientists say the material could potentially reduce lithium use by up to 70%. Fantastic. 7-0. Microsoft researchers used AI and supercomputers to narrow down 32 million potential inorganic materials to 18 promising candidates in less than a week. A screening process that could have taken more than two decades to carry out using traditional lab methods. The process from inception to development of a working battery prototype took less than nine months. Microsoft and Pacific Northwest National Laboratory achieved this by using advanced AI and high-performance computing, which combines large numbers of computers to solve complex scientific and mathematical tasks. The AI-derived material, which at the moment is simply called N2116, Is a solid state electrolyte that has been tested by scientists who took it from a raw material to a working prototype it has the potential to be a sustainable energy storage solution because solid state batteries are far safer than traditional liquid or gel like lithium batteries and from science daily scientists confirmed that beat perception the what the person that wrote this article, I, I thought was, uh, well, it was one of the researchers, and that accounts for their exactitude. Okay, <laughs> uh, all right, okay. Of, uh, and at the same time, vagueness. Mm. Scientists confirmed that beat perception, that would be musical beat perception, okay. is a distinct mechanism separate from statistical learning. In other words, it's not just a matter of numbers. There's something deeper going on. The study provides converging evidence on a newborn's beat perception's capabilities. In other words, a, a newborn might have some uh, groove going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: When they employed the same beat perception test on macaque monkeys, they found no evidence for beat processing, only a sensitivity to the regularity of the rhythms. Mm. In other words, they probably... They were bouncing a little bit, but they weren't internalizing it and and doing anything. There's no Louis Belson going on up there in the monkey world. (laughs) They heard it. Yeah.
1: And they were responding,
0: but not in the same way that you're talking. This suggests that the evolution of beat perception unfolded gradually among primates, reaching its pinnacle in you and me, Mike.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be us. Yeah.
0: And manifesting with limitations in other species like chimpanzees and various other non-human primates. So they got it, mm-hmm. but we got the best part of it, Good. according to this study. Good. The study not only contributes to our understanding of the biological underpinnings of musicality, but also underscores the intricate and multifaceted nature of our capacity to perceive and engage with rhythmic elements in the auditory environment, which is where we are here at uh, KUCI. We're in an auditory environment. We are steeped in an auditory And and you might, after uh, film school today, Mm -hmm. at 10 o'clock, the music begins. Yes. And you can enrich your beat perception. Absolutely. So music can be viewed not only solely as a cultural phenomena, but also as possessing deep biological roots, apparently offering an evolutionary advantage to our species. Which advantage, I don't know. I I guess we can dance, (laughs) and we can play along a lot better. We can enjoy it. I think that might be the real evolutionary advantage is it brings us joy.
1: Yes. Of all of the human experiences, I would put music near and the enjoyment of music and the appreciation of music and the ability to create music way, way up on the list of things that makes humanity such a joy to be a part of.
0: Yeah, I always have a test with people. And I I think it defines who the monkeys are (laughs) and who the humans are. I say, if you could either have good food taken away from you. You still got, you know, yeah. whatever. You still serviceable a, food. You get, Yeah, serviceable food. Good yeah. food or good music. What would you rather have taken away from you? Yeah, I agree. And I'm with you on this. And I would, you know, take, take away the good food. Yeah. You know? yeah. I want to be healthy. Yeah. That's part of the deal. I get to be healthy. But if you took away good music from me, I, I would shrivel up, I think. I agree.
1: And we right now are sitting in a room with thousands of CDs as a testament to exactly
0: what we're talking about. It's KUCI-FM, Irvine, California. From the New York Times, there was something strange going on in Rodney Holbrook's backyard shed. For several months, someone or something had been tidying up after the 75-year-old retiree. Every morning when he checked on his workbench, miscellaneous items had been cleared away and placed in a small box nearby. At first, it was some bird food and nuts being moved around. Then a few screws he had left out mysteriously appeared in the box. To investigate, Holbrook set up a night-vision camera and caught the mysterious visitor. Lo and behold, I got a video of a mouse, he said, tidying up for me. Wow. Yeah. In videos captured by Holbrook, a small mouse carries clothes, pegs, cups, and even cable ties to the box with an enviable focus. A stick more than twice its length is no problem. A cork goes neatly into the pile, as do lids. I'm just awed by it, really, Old Brook, a retired postal worker, said. Every day I take it all back out again, and it's all back in. Oh, you're kidding. No. Nope. Apparently he has an OCD mouse, wow. I think. Wow. Either that or they did suggest that there's a possibility that he's covering up some food that he's placed there mm-hmm. and he's bringing it on to this box. Although I like to think that he's tidying up. That's
1: yeah. all. I don't want to anthropomorphize the, <laughs> the mice here. I don't. But oh, I, come
0: on, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm just cleaning up around <laughs> Mr. Holbrook.
1: That's true. Somebody did anthropomize uh, a mouse and his uh, company is now worth several billions of hundreds of billions of dollars. But I do think that we are only at the very beginning of understanding animals and their version of intelligence and the interaction between us and them is a field by which I think AI will have some impact on an understanding that these are sentient creatures and they need to be respected. And
0: finally, from the Associated Press, police in Alabama say a man crashed his car outside a Bass Pro Shop, stripped down naked and then plunged into the giant aquarium inside the store. He faces several charges including public lewdness, disorderly conduct, and criminal mischief. The ordeal happened in front of shocked shoppers in the town just outside Birmingham. The 42-year-old Alabama man did a cannonball leap into the aquarium and then stood under a waterfall. He left the water to yell at two officers, then dove back into the aquarium. He eventually climbed over the side of the aquarium and fell to the concrete floor below where police apprehended him. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals weekly review podcast at weeklysignals.com weeklysignals.com Subscribe now!